0: Hey everybody, welcome to what the funk podcast and we have a very special back to school episode today. I am joined by my fellow former public educator, Brian. He is that guy teaches on Instagram. And so I'm going to go ahead and just let him introduce himself and who he is and what he does. And then we're going to dive into it.
1: Yeah, cool. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for being excited.
1: So yeah, this is a topic that's uh, pretty relevant this time of year, but also but with both of us and our background. So I think mm-hmm. we can yeah, bring in some uh, some good perspectives on that. But yeah, so um, I was, uh, as, as you mentioned, I'm a public school teacher for many years and um, just finished out my 10th year and final year. So I've just transitioned from teaching into full-time coaching. So that's what I'm doing now is strength and nutrition and uh, just helping clients and yeah, rolling with that. So it's pretty fun. But uh, yeah, I'm from Mississippi originally. Lived in Russia for a long time, then Indiana for my master's in Russian history, and then now in Georgia, where my wife's family's from. And uh, yeah, we've got three boys, and life is hectic and busy. And we're about to be hitting that back to school stuff here in the beginning of August. So definitely, definitely on our minds.
0: Oh, for sure. And I think that one thing that's really unique is you know, just Brian and I both being public educators in a past life, or what feels like a past life now. (laughs) It's like, and I don't know about you, but it's like once you like have hit that like you know i am resigning from the school district and then you finally have that first week of like oh now we're working full-time on our own it almost feels like it was a lot longer than like even just a few months ago or like a year ago because it's been about a year for me since i left mm-hmm. public education um and, and, it, and it feels like a life it feels like a whole other world that yeah. you don't live it anymore. <laughs> like
1: yeah, what, I mean this is has this? just been my first summer. And I'm I'm still hitting I haven't even hit that moment yet because it's been summer, you know. So yep. to me it's like, oh, this is the summer is never going to end. Like this is this is my life. Your life. Yeah,
0: it's exactly it's yeah. that it's that. So this is what my life is like now, yeah. which is really kind of cool. I mean, I think you know, I know I don't know about you, but you know, we definitely did not leave education because of the the kids by any means. Right. I know that we were both very passionate about our, our subjects. And you you specialized in history, and I was music, and and we were both very passionate about what we taught and, and loved the kids and loved the students and loved the the humans that we worked with. But yeah. we just knew that you know for our lives. And where they were going with our families and the things that we wanted, you know, it was yeah. just a, a change needed to happen. But you guys are gonna benefit from that change because we're gonna take this from not just, you know, what do the teachers need when they're going back to school and what are those challenges that educators are gonna face specifically, um, and especially with that first week back and everybody's working for 12, 13 hours, getting their classroom ready and not eating and drinking lots of coffee, but also parents what the parents go through, parents and guardians go through with the back to school, how to navigate, oh, all of a sudden, now I don't just have work and then pick my kid up, but I've got work, pick my kid up, and then we've got to go to this practice or that practice or this play rehearsal or, or this audition or tryout is happening now, is it back in full swing? But also coaches, if you have clients that are parents of school age children or teachers, and you don't have firsthand experience with those challenges, you need to listen to this because this will be beneficial to your coaching as well. So if you're a teacher or an administrator or working within the school system, or you are a parent or guardian of somebody that is within the school system, or you are a coach working with adults who have either careers or family, of school-aged children or school-aged students, this is definitely gonna be the podcast for you. So um, Brian, I'm gonna let you kick it off with, um, what do you think, for educators specifically are the biggest roadblocks when it comes to transitioning from summer back to the school year?
1: Yeah. Um, I think for me, from my own experience and just from seeing other teachers, it's just that kind of going from nothing to a hundred instantly. And Mm -hmm. in my experience, the school systems that I was working in were, were much more, hey hit the ground running and these are all the meetings and the agendas yep. and it might be by the time you actually are being paid to be there your day is accounted for and so yeah. all of that like prep and all of the classroom organization because take down your classroom because the floors have to be waxed it, right yes and yep. you got to put all that back all that's happening you know and you're just like running for it during that final stretch well, god, so god by forbid the time you, you, moved you have
0: classrooms
1: exactly and then <laughs> you know And then two days before school starts, you have open house two nights, you know, in a row and you're there from, you know, 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. And so by the time school actually starts, you're just already at a deficit in terms of your energy. And you're like, uh, you know, and you're excited for the year and you You want to make it the best thing you can for your students and for their parents and for everybody involved. But man, it's just a lot to kind of you know roll up in a several day stretch
0: oh it is for sure and i think that that's something that you know a lot of people who don't work in education don't see that back end of how the math how cycles, happens. right? Yeah, yeah. The cycles. those those you get, you know, a few weeks off, and and this is assuming this is assuming you're not doing summer school or any kind of summer <laughs> project at the yeah. district office or any kind of committee that meets over the summer, or if you're a new teacher or new to a district, you typically have to start earlier than returning or established teachers within the district. um You know, especially for new teachers, I remember new teacher training was like a whole like two weeks before even everybody else came back and then it was your site-based stuff was how it worked when I was brand new to the last districts that I worked in and even the first district I worked in was was a similar I don't know if it was how it was out how it was for you whenever you changed district or when you were new teacher yeah
1: it was like new teacher if you were new to the district it was at least like a four-day orientation
0: yeah yeah like it's like a minimum four days and and it's not like a short four days usually it's like a you've got three to four hours of meetings and then you get like a catered lunch break and that catered lunch might be sandwiches or it might be like you know a taco bar or sometimes they really will like go all out you know depending on how much money your district has or if it's a site-based thing sometimes the pto or pta or parent boosters will come in with some like catered like you know chipotle style with like some you know protein and veggies which that was always my favorite you know stuff like that but there are some challenges to these long days and long meetings, as well as trying to manage your energy. So um, I think that one of the things that I always like to go through, because I do have clients that are educators, because mm-hmm. I can relate to them on that, and I know you work with pretty much a lot of the teachers too. You yeah, know, yeah. A big part people. of my clientele Exactly. Is yeah. and, and and I think that something is so important is that we have to acknowledge that the norm. For what you would do on like a normal work week or a normal no, no events after school, no nothing, it's just like a regular teaching week, is not going to be what it's going to. You're not going to be able to have the same output of energy or effort in other areas of your life during this like back to school yeah. prep. So acknowledging that, my norm is I like to go to the gym four days a week, mm-hmm. and I usually can get. Eight hours of sleep, maybe. It depends (laughs) because even during the school year, that might be a bit of a stretch, unfortunately. Um, We laugh because we know it's true, but it's really not funny. Like, But it's, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things. So I, I like to coach people sort of with the mindset of, it's okay for us to pare back our expectations on the fitness and nutrition front. And it's okay to make things a little bit easier and to say that my best during this stretch of time is it gonna be the same level of output as it's gonna be in another three to four weeks once we get back into the swing of things. So um, going from maybe we're not lifting four or five days a week in the gym, but maybe we're just trying to get in like one or two lifts and focusing Mm -hmm. maybe on steps, daily steps versus like actual targeted exercise, because I can guarantee you when you're prepping your classroom, you're gonna be moving around a lot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then another thing is like that time that you might've spent you know exerting that energy, you might not have that length of time, so shortened workouts or exactly. take that time, like you said, reduce the number and take that time to invest really and in strategize around what you're going to be eating in your food, right? Precisely. So, can I do a little preparation ahead of time so that I mm-hmm. have something? to fall back on if my day gets extended or that lunch that they're providing isn't quite adequate for what I need or doesn't meet my restrictions or whatever it is that I'm kind of juggling around. Like I need to go ahead and like forecast out what that's going to look like Mm -hmm. and then make sure that I'm actually putting that time intentionally into that structure. So I think, like you said, exactly that intentionality that you're bringing into it with expectations that are really clear that Mm -hmm. there's not a you know, perfect score in this. There's just a, a new, you know, just basically shifting balances, honestly.
0: Exactly, and, and it's it's that shifting of where is my energy going? So mm-hmm. as far as nutrition goes, because you do make a valid point, if, if you're knowing that I'm gonna go into this and I'm not gonna have as much time and energy for exercise, I can instead put some time and energy into my meals but you can also keep things simple so like this is going to be the week or two for crock pot meals for making leftovers at dinner from the night before for packing protein bars and protein shakes and fruit with you so like apples oranges things that maybe bananas maybe things that don't need to be prepped like peaches nectarines stuff like that grapes Um, and buying the pre-made salads from the grocery store buying the rotisserie chicken so you don't have to actually cook anything you know using those sort of i don't want to call them cheat codes but they kind of are like how do we make this less work for ourselves Mm -hmm. when we know we have less energy to input into it
1: yeah so i think the other challenge that teachers are going to face um, and educators across the board administrators is all of a sudden you go from kind of having you know more of a relaxed time and then also now going to be making all these decisions And so what can you do ahead of time to reduce the decision fatigue? Um, when it comes down to things like food and exercise, that's where you have to kind of state those intentions ahead of time and say, like, what I like to say is what at a minimum will look like a win for you, something you can be proud of yourself for on these toughest days, right? So if you are just waiting in the moment you're going to be responding out of stress. You're going to be responding from a place of fatigue. And we know that our decisions and our choices deteriorate in terms of quality when we're more fatigued and when we're more stressed. So if we can plan ahead of time and state our intentions really clearly, a win for me during this time will look like three balanced meals every day, uh, exercise two times a week, uh, 10,000 steps, uh, making sure I'm drinking water, whatever those things are, just go ahead and You know basically state those ahead of time and then you can know whether or not you're actually meeting those targets
0: precisely so decision fatigue for sure is a massive issue (laughs) i mean it's not it's not it's one of those things where i think teachers make teachers and administrators it's not just teachers i know nurses and like medical professionals have this issue too where they make so many decisions throughout the day compared to somebody else in another profession that it does lead to additional fatigue and there's only so much brain power that we have and effort that we have give (laughs) in order to get this stuff done and then by the time if we're not planning ahead Mm -hmm. we don't have the energy to plan once the day is out it, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it's one of those things where you do have to do a little bit of planning ahead. And I love what you said about, you know, maybe the goal and the intention is going to be instead of maybe, maybe cause I'm not going to lie. It, people come to me, maybe during if they're tracking their food even, and they get to the back to school swing of things. And they're like, I just didn't have time to look at my phone and like input, what have you to my fitness pal or, or whatever they're using for tracking. It's yeah. Like reasonable sounds reasonable. You know, yeah. the I don't have time to track my food. I don't buy it all the time, but during that time of year, I I'm understanding fully this is something that you don't have the energy to do. And then if you have family or friends or other things that are going on outside of school, then it's even harder. So, that's the back yeah. is 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 if you're a teacher or an administrator or, you know, a paraprofessional and you're going back to school this year, just make sure you're shifting your expectations you're using strategies that are gonna save you time, like using pre-cooked items, things that don't take a lot of prep, using crock pot meals for your family, maybe doing some casseroles, like do things that are easier, they're gonna save you time, but also make sure you're planning ahead of time before your brain is fried.
1: Yeah, absolutely, because the impact of that stress, it's so much easier to offset stress on the, you know, basically on the front side of it, then on the back side of it. Oh, 100%. Into that mode, I mean, it's really difficult to recuperate, especially when you're not able to sleep enough or not able to control your schedule like a lot of people in the education field can't during that time. There's just these you know, non-negotiables in terms of demands on your time. Oh, big
0: time, big time, for sure. Okay, so now we've covered teachers and individuals going back to school. Um, What about our parents who are now going back to school? Because we know that this is not just stressful for the individuals um, working in the buildings, but there's also an added stress for parents and guardians because what now we've got meet the teacher night. We have back to school night. We've got, you know, all the lists of things that have to get, we have to get prepped for the school year. And oh, we got to go back to school shopping. And and, of your kids transitioning even from like, you know, elementary to middle or middle to high school, there's a whole nother host of things that you have to be present and aware for and have energy for in addition to your job, in addition to all of the other normal parenting duties on a day-to-day basis. So yes. for our parents and guardians, what, what, would we, what, would, what would we tell them? What would you wanna tell them if they're like, ah, everything's crazy, my kid's going back to school and I have no idea what I'm doing?
1: Yeah, I think the hardest thing is that, you know, I think we're all creatures of habit and that we all love routine and during that time that really throws the routine that you had up in the air. It's like out the window. (laughs) Yeah. So can you create a routine within like a mini routine? I would say so this isn't your permanent family rhythm. This isn't your permanent routine or the, but can you create a mini routine over this stretch of time? where you have some clear expectations that you talk about with your family. All right, during this time it's going to get crazy. So, you know, what are some priorities that we all agree on that we need to make sure how can we delegate some of these things because, you know, I have three boys. Yep. And, you know, 5, almost 7 and 10. So, wow. the mornings before school are a little bit chaotic. Yeah. So, can we get into a mini routine? to create like really good habits. Like teachers have to go over these procedures, right? And that's what they say. Like the first three days, it's just about creating procedures and repeating them, repeating them. And I think that could benefit families as well. And parents just to have a dry run. Let's try it out. Let's see if this works. Let's see if, you know, everybody can have a a certain set of responsibilities. So I think even kids can thrive when they know what their expectations are 100%. and how they can contribute and how they can benefit. Even as young as a kindergartner can, you know, hey, have your backpack set out, you know, all these yeah. kinds of things. And they enjoy that process of it. And there's that excitement of back to school. And I think it's a perfect time to create kind of a mini routine that's going to allow you to navigate all of these things and still have that sense of family balance. Um, It could be even as simple as, hey, this week, you know, we're going to have two family dinners this week. It might not be what we normally do, might not be going out to eat, but we're going to sit down at some point this week um, around all these crazy schedules and we're going to have dinner together and just connect and make sure that we're all on the same page.
0: Yes. And I love that you said give it a dry run. And I think that applies not just to our families, but also to our teachers. Um, And that's something that I I was thinking about earlier. And I didn't say it before, but anybody who's going back to school, start your back to school routines, like a week before you actually have to wake up and go somewhere. Um, Because it's going to be way harder to just jump into everything all at once versus yeah. I've been starting to ease myself back into this thing, especially if you are, you know, and a lot of teachers kind of have to do this, wake up at 4.30, 4.45 in the morning to go get your workout in. I mean, that's what I did for years. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, You know it too. And I've got clients that do it because that's just, otherwise there's too many things going on after school and there's just no way when yeah. you're going to do it. You would never be home if you didn't get it done in the morning. Exactly. It, so trying those things out, so, slowly inching your alarm clocks up, especially for your kiddos. You know they're now gonna have to be up and to school or Mm -hmm. out the door at the bus stop at you know 7 15 7 30 in the morning which still drives me wild like kids do not function that adults barely function that early in the morning like i wish the us school system would get with the program like (laughs) let's start school at nine
1: (laughs) it's like the opposite of what any rational person would come up with
0: yes yeah Yeah. it's (laughs) that's a lot of things for sure but that 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 start time for school is really something special really something special um so <laughs> there we have it but definitely trying it beforehand yeah. um, and i oh sorry go ahead
1: no i just i think you're exactly right um and there's such a power we want to hold on to that last like it's like that last moment of summer you know yes. but uh, that we're holding on to something that we've put a lot of weight on yeah that summer is going to be this thing that's going to maybe fix everything, whether it be teachers needing a break or families wanting more time together. And so we can kind of hold on to it too tight, which then is just going to make the transition harder. So kind of easing into the post-summer time, into the back to school time, like you're saying, giving yourself, it might not even have to be the full routine for the full week, right? It might be that you just implement a little bit as you go through the week just anything you can do to kind of ease that transition. It's almost like you're going from, you know, you think about driving your car, you don't want to go from 60 to zero, you know, just slamming your brakes all the time. Mm -hmm. And and the opposite end, you don't want to go from, you know, zero to 60 going as fast as you can. It's going to wear out all those components. And I think that's, we put a lot of undue and unnecessary stress on our families and on our bodies by not, allowing ourselves to transition
0: yes i would agree with that and i think that's very similar i think you you and i have some very similar coaching standards because we very much are you know background in education yeah. background in learning what do we do when we're learning new information and we chunk it and yeah. we scaffold and we start by building one piece at a time it's the same thing when you're taking care of your health, taking care of your body, transitioning from one season to another, you have to take things one step at a time and build it, build on it. And then things will go much, much smoother because it is much more difficult to change 10 things at once versus let's do one or two things this week and then next week or, you know, in another five, six days, we'll add on another piece of the puzzle. And Mm -hmm. that goes across the board for everybody. And and if you're a coach and you're listening to this, you need to utilize that standard with your clients. Um, I think that a lot of times what happens and I see this more so in the, you know, I don't know what arena to call it as far as (laughs) online coaching goes. I don't want to call it toxic but it is a little bit in this where coaches are trying to replicate their own experiences with their Mm -hmm. clients and and it's not to say that our own experiences with our own journeys are not relevant to our coaching experience but the clients need us to lead based off of what their needs are
1: yeah i call that the shut up buttercup school right is that what you're talking about
0: Yes. Yes. That's it. Like suck it up, buttercup, deal with it one way yeah. or the other, make it happen. Or you, you, yeah. you know, what's wrong with you. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. Kind of like, you know, that, that almost like drill sergeant mindset. Of,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> get it done or go home. It's yeah. Like, uh-huh. And
1: it's like, and that doesn't, that doesn't meet the real world needs of people as they go through these, you know, as the different cycles. Right. Right. Um, and I don't think that that's really it we talked about needing things that are sustainable and adaptable and all of that. But then whenever your feedback is, you just got to get it done that doesn't leave people a lot of wiggle room to still feel good about themselves. If your program doesn't change based on those particular things, then I would, I would say that it's not a very sustainable or adaptable program. Um, If you can't teach your clients how to navigate through those things and also how to, lower, like you said, from the very beginning, at the very beginning of the episode, um, how to lower those expectations where it's like, it's not all or nothing. And yeah. I know you agree with this statement, but I would, I worked with predominantly high schoolers. And a lot of times students would have a late assignment and then just say, well, it's already late. I'm not going to turn it in. Right. Like well, a zero Is so much worse than that 25 points off. They would rather have a zero than see a 75. Yep. And it's like, but you're talking about a difference of 75 points. 75 is so much closer to the grade that you want than a zero is.
0: Yes. And then what what happens is these things add up that you've missed because what's the point? And then you want to know, well, what's the extra credit? Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So how, how can I bring this up? Like you gotta, you, you, if you'd been consistent and been doing the work uh, along the way, it's so much easier to stay with it than even, trying to.
0: Even if it's at 75%.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so that's what I try to like reiterate with the people that I work with and the people, my audience and say, look, even if it's not a hundred percent, even if you're not Today is my first day back in the gym after nine days off for vacation. Nice. And I didn't go in just thinking I'm gonna go a hundred percent of what I was doing before. I had to let myself ease into it, and I had really honestly rating myself. I was at about a sixty percent of yep. total effort of what I know I'm capable of, but my mind wasn't there, and my body wasn't there, and all those things and all those factors. So. I would rather get in and give 60% than just say, "Oh, well, it's not going to be perfect, so I'm going to skip it."
0: Right. It's it's the same concept with meal planning or meal prepping. Well, I don't have time to this week chop up a bunch of vegetables for snacks and like make my like little snack boxes, mm-hmm. but that I'm just going to get I'm just going to not take anything. Well, can you grab a bar out of mm-hmm. your pantry? Can you grab an apple out of the fridge can you just grab a couple boiled eggs can you grab a yogurt yeah. versus okay you may don't have time to prep things like you would prefer but you can still do something and that's yeah. better than saying screw it i'm gonna just wing it because that's never gonna be good and then the other the other thing too you know that we talk about is it and a lot of teachers struggle with and that a lot of individuals that work in education struggle with is the um the snacks Mm-hmm. The, the, the the break room, <laughs> the pizza, the donuts and that's not to say that you're not allowed to have the pizza or the donuts. yeah, but this is where bringing like a protein shaker or a protein bar to help balance out the nutrients that are maybe not in whatever is being provided for you yeah. are there. So that's not you know don't forego the food that's there, especially if you haven't eaten anything all day long. like yeah. God just eat something but yeah. take a couple of things with you to fill in the gaps that are missing from something else.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of times we will, you know, emphasize that a lot, um, you know, avoid those snacks or, you know, you can have whatever you want and it's it's about that moderation. Yes. And one of the things we have to recognize is that if we've, if we, if we've neglected our body and not provided sustenance and, and good energy sources, then it much becomes much harder to resist those, to resist those things, or okay. to overconsume those things in ways that we don't want to, ideally. Exactly. So been, if I've, we I've, if we've done those first things, we've done that planning and preparation, yes. then it becomes easier to navigate, and we don't have that sense of like, oh, I'm a terrible person. Like if, and I know this for me. Like uh, I remember like the back to school bagels is what we always had, and they bring awesome. in the panera bread bagels, and I would just like, oh, I'm not going to bring food because they're going to have bagels. I remember one day I had three, three bagels with cream cheese, you know? And it's like, well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of bagels, you know? A lot of bagels. And yeah. And I didn't feel very good later. Yeah. It wasn't that I couldn't eat that many bagels. It was just later on. I was like, Oh, I don't feel very good. Oh. Right. I was like, that was me not planning ahead because I was like, Oh, they're going to bring these and I'll just eat those. And then over the course of the day, I was still hungry. So I would just, yeah, that was what I had. Right. So it's about that kind of like on the forehand, you know, on the forefront, you got to plan some things, but then also in the middle, you have to have a little sense of this is okay. I just don't need to overdo.
0: Yeah. So like, let's say, you know, somebody has back to school bagels or something similar, right? Um, It's always going to be beneficial to, I always tell people when you're planning ahead and you have to, and you're going to be sort of at the mercy of what somebody else is providing, try to front load a little bit on like, the proteins and like the healthy fats. Cause you're going to get a lot of carbs, Mm -hmm. um, but you're going to want to get some protein and healthy fats because from an energy standpoint, right. And a brain energy standpoint, like you said, you ate three bagels. You're like, I had three bagels, but like, I didn't feel the best. Mm -hmm. And that's going to impact your ability to execute on your massive to-do list. That is always going to hit you when you're coming back to school. It's just one of those things. And so from the health standpoint and the physiological standpoint of energy management of balancing blood glucose Mm -hmm. of balancing digestion and the rate of digestion, keeping a balanced nutrient choice across your day by planning ahead, bringing some things with you, balancing with whatever is provided to you. Um, because again, we're not saying totally ignore what the PTO is providing for you, especially if it's like, you know, I always felt bad if I said no, like, yeah. cause they work so hard, but if it was something like, like that, I couldn't eat, like I obviously wouldn't eat it. Like if I had mm-hmm. an allergy or an intolerance, obviously don't eat those things, but like go have the slice of pizza. If that's what they're giving you or the breakfast burritos or something, but like also have something in your arsenal that is going to help balance out yeah. that spike of glucose. So get some protein and some healthy fats to manage the energy, to manage the rate of digestion, to manage those blood glucose spikes that will kind of impact your energy as well as your brain fog potentially throughout the day Mm -hmm. so it's not just because we're saying oh you need to eat more fruits and vegetables because they're good for you well there's a reason they're good for you (laughs) like there's a reason we want you to eat these things and there's a reason to balance them in and that goes for even like i like we said this this can apply to parents too and guardians of they're maybe not going to have as much time on the, the that week or two back to school helping manage their students and all of their events and to-do lists and oh we got to go to the store and get these things so use some of those same strategies that we're telling our educators to use yeah you know exactly. utilize some pre-cooked options utilize some pre-packaged options it's okay i keep mean keep some everything- healthy
1: snacks in the car you know yes, like- exactly
0: exactly yeah. oh man there's so many things that you can do that don't take a lot of brain power, but it's about spending again, like you said, a little bit of that time planning before your brain goes to mush.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think like one of the last things I would say for coaches to encourage their clients to do this, but also for anyone listening who's, you know, trying to navigate this Mm -hmm. transition. One of the things that you can really, um, fall on is your strengths. Yeah. So let's say you're really good at because maybe your mornings are a little, not as hectic as mine are. And maybe breakfast is like a strong point for you. Well, then rely on that breakfast to kind of carry you, right? Yep. And say, well, I might not have everything else, but I've got that breakfast lined up or man, I was able to go to the store and get a lot of really good snack options. So I've got those snacks. Or maybe when I get home at dinner, I enjoy cooking. I really like that process and it relaxes me. So that's your strength rely on that. Don't focus on the areas that you're the weakest, because then you start to, you get that guilt complex and you start to beat yourself up over that instead, rely on those strengths. So even if it's just that one thing, and when it it comes to nutrition or maybe exercise that you're like, I've got this down, then just really lean in on that aspect during that one to two week stretch.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So I think that we covered a wide range
1: yeah this was fun
0: you know how to sort of plan ahead how to use things that aren't going to cause you more stress i love that leaning on your strengths like you know the things that bring you that enjoyment and that you know you're good at and that are easy for you to implement That that's massive that's huge and i think that more people should lean into that a little bit you know um but uh for sure making sure that you're planning ahead i think that's that's what it boils down to is even if it's not perfect going with going into the week with some intention and execution right some level of execution because you can plan all you want but if you aren't doing the things that get you from point a to point b it's not going to matter but it is important to navigate the beginning of the school year with some intention. And I think that that's really the point that we were both kind of trying to drive home. Yeah.
1: State those. And I really want to emphasize state those intentions.
0: A hundred percent. Like
1: really you have to say them not necessarily out loud, but maybe if that helps you. Right. But literally like, what are the triggers when I leave school, I'm going straight to the gym. Yeah. So what do you need to have in place to be able to do that? Or when I get home, I'm going to start dinner right? Like these are those intentions and those statements that make it easier for us to actually hold to what we say we want to do. But we haven't, it's easy to say, I'll make dinner tonight. But we've never said when we never said like a set thing. And we really need that we need to hold ourselves accountable to ourselves. And those trigger phrases, those implementation like phrases really can be something that you rely on to help you keep your structure and routine.
0: It is true because you're essentially trying to rewire your brain Yeah. because our brains are crazy. They're always going to take us to the path of least resistance, even if we know it's not beneficial to us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So by saying those things out loud, writing them down in a notebook, writing them on your bathroom mirror, putting a sticky note on your desk, yeah. putting a put a note on your fridge so that when you get home and you get that reminder of oh yep I got to I got to do this. You do those things. It seems yeah. really silly to some people, but it's really not. It's like you're just helping your brain rewire no. those pathways so that those behaviors are less difficult to get through and it becomes more ingrained as a habit and a lifestyle of especially when we're transitioning from summertime maybe things are a little more chillied back to now we're back to school we need a little bit more structure yeah. otherwise everything's gonna be chaos 24 <laughs> and, 7 and it's already chaos even when you do yeah. plan it's just I feel like it's inevitable there's always some level of chaos either with school or with your students or with your kids
1: that's <laughs> exactly it and I think I think a lot more people are impacted by back to school than what we think you know 100%. i think it i think three out of four of us are impacted by it in some way so
0: oh yeah for sure yeah. for sure well thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today I yeah hope this that, was awesome yeah i hope that this this podcast is beneficial for you know our, our parents our guardians our, our back to school professionals our coaches that have teachers or parents on their roster which is going to be a lot of Professionals within the industry are gonna have somebody (laughs) who is impacted by this I guarantee it Um, and hopefully that gives you good perspective on how to how to support people but also support yourself if you're if you're in, in that category of well oh, we're going back to school and and now i've got to get my classroom ready or oh my kids are going back to school and i've got especially if you got kids in multiple schools that's the best and then you've got <laughs> you've got your yeah. back to school for this or that one and they're like at the same night and then you have to like run between the two or they're in two different halves of the elementary school and it's like yeah. k through two is one day and like three through five or six is the next day and you gosh your schedule just gets real crazy but um well good luck to you and um Thanks. your family on back to school to, to you and thank Hannah you, and, you. and all your boys and
1: <laughs> yeah and my, my youngest is my youngest is starting kindergarten so he's ah. like he can't even handle it he's so oh excited
0: God. i'm so <laughs> excited that's gonna be so much fun well i hope you guys enjoy yeah. it and thank you guys so much and thank you to brian again for being here with us today yeah. and that is a wrap for today i appreciate episode. it thank you alina Thanks so much. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. And are you ready to beat the blow? I am hosting my free beat the blow masterclass. I did this masterclass a year ago and it was a huge hit and it is coming back and it is going to be better than ever. This is taking place on Wednesday, July 27th at 4 PM mountain standard time. It is free to attend, free to join, and there will be a replay available. So be sure to check the show notes or the link in my Instagram bio, and I'll see you there.